JD Talking Sports, it's Friday, March 9th, 2018. JD, not happy this morning. There's a lot of things I'm not happy about, but my Apple Watch now for the 10th or 15th time this morning has decided to reboot, which I brought in already previously, and they rebooted my phone. I lost half my goddamn pictures and everything because I didn't back it up because I didn't expect to have to deal with this. Now it just keeps rebooting all morning. And I love my watch. I love when I, I, I use it. All the freaking time. This is, this is my girlfriend right now. This is my mistress, my Apple Watch. I do everything with this watch. Well, I mean, everything during the day, keeping track of my workouts, all that stuff. And now it just keeps rebooting non-fucking-stop. So I'm bringing it in. And I don't want this watch fixed. I want a new guy named Watch. Because this watch is a piece of shit. Now let me get to the important stuff right now. Darius Geis. And I know I haven't done a show in a while, and I apologize for that. A lot going on. I'm going to get to that a little later. But Darius Geis was asked if he liked men. And I thought I thought this ship had sailed. I thought we said, you know what? You know, I thought say they'd asked a previous player about, they'd asked Des Bryant if his mother was a prostitute. You would think the NFL would get passes. No. He was asked if he liked men. He asked if his mom, mother sells himself. Now, Darius Geis should just be worrying about football. And a guy called up one of the radio shows yesterday. I thought it was very interesting. He says, you know, at other jobs, HR gives you a handbook of do's and don'ts. But the NFL seems to live in this antiquated bubble, antiquated system, a bubble, where they feel that they don't have to, they're not in the rest of the world. And maybe because I live on the East Coast, maybe because I train clients that are married. And now that everybody can be married, straight, gay, uh, LGBT, whatever. Everybody can be married now. You can get married. You would think we'd be past this. If he likes men, who gives a shit? Can he carry the ball? Can he score touchdowns? Is it going to affect the locker room? I remember reading Bubba Smith said there was a guy in the locker room who he said was aroused in the locker room and he said the hot water, he liked how the hot, it was the way the hot water hit his private parts. And Bubba Smith said he tried it and he thought he almost burned his dick off. But he talked about that. So there's been, there's been gay players in football for a long time in all sports. Maybe they haven't come out when they play, but they've come out. And a couple of years ago with Missouri, they kept it silent the whole goddamn season with Sam. That he had been gay and they kept it quiet the whole season. The whole team. And they went to the SEC. They won an SEC championship that year. Well, they went to the SEC championship game, right? They won an SEC championship. Can we get past this? Can we move on? No. NFL has to be, something has to be done about it. And then, you know, they say, oh, you know, it should have been ass. It's inappropriate behavior. Well, Roger Goodell, it keeps happening. So why don't you, instead of worrying about your $200 million contract, why don't you fix your ship? But they don't care. It's all about money. They're going to move the, they move the combine, they move the draft. It's all about money. They just want to keep increasing the values. They want to get more money. It's money, 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 money. Let's not care about anybody. Let's not care about the feelings of these athletes. Hey, you know, we're going to pay them so we can ask them whatever they want. No. Other jobs you do that, you get fired. The Me Too generation just happened. We can't do stuff like that anymore. You got to take it back a little bit. You got to think before you ask. That's a question you should never ask anybody. And Becky Hammond, Colorado State graduate. Larry Istushi, Istushi got fired, making over $900,000 a year. They said that she might be up for the man's male job, but the, you know, the, the, the issues they have to deal with. What issues? Gina Oriema coaches women's basketball. Pat Summit could have coached the men's team, but they weren't going to. She says, I'm, she goes, they, they can't afford me. Pat Summit could have coached the men. Gina Oriema's coaching women. What's, what's the double standard here? Listen. 
Becky Hammond could coach the men. Becky Hammond could coach anybody. She's with the San Antonio Spurs right now. She she should be and will be a head coach in the future. And I feel like if they can coach, who gives a shit who's coaching me? If I can learn something, if they can make me a better athlete, I don't give a shit who can coach me. You want to bust my ass? Bust my ass. That's what I have to say. Ridiculous. It's just unbelievable, this shit. It is. It, you know, do you like men? Do you like men? When I auditioned for The Sopranos, this guy had gotten every audition. I was the only one who didn't get cast. You know what the woman asked me? And I'm going for, I was, I was reading for the part of a cop. She asked me if I was Italian. What the fuck does it care if I'm a, Italian or not in anything? I said, I said, what? I was like, no, no, I'm not. A, no. And what does it matter? I didn't get the part. Did I get, because I wasn't Italian on The Sopranos? Everybody on the show has to be Italian? No. They have Jewish characters in the cast. They have everybody. The cop had to be Italian? No. And I saw the guy who played it. He looked all American as anybody. He looked like apple pie. And that's the guy they cast over me. Are you kidding me? I could play a cop in my goddamn sleep. So yeah, this, bends, this, this, this pisses me off just a little bit. Just a freaking little bit. Ridiculous. Okay, now Wednesday, with Gumbo Chef and Ben... We went to see four basketball games, the ACC, ACC, what was it, the second round? Got to see Carolina play because they, were, they had lost. They dropped to a sixth seed, and that was the worst game of the day. I highly recommend four basketball games in 12 hours in the blizzard. Montville got 26 inches of snow, which was the most in this area. Yeah, I think we got hit the hardest in Morris County. 26 freaking inches of snow around here. And I took a bus into the city and the bus driver said to me, are you sure you want to go in today? I go, I have to. I got basketball tickets. Is that the games and they cancel buses? I slept over my buddy Ben's house. I slept in a bunk bed. Do not sit up quickly in a bunk bed. You'll hit your head. We had a great time. Saw a lot of game. Freaking uh, Florida State, Louisville. That was not that good a game. Louisville won. Louisville and Florida State both had female dance teams, which was the best. They had the most energy of anybody. I was disappointed after that with the, with the well, some of the bands okay, but the cheerleaders didn't even seem like they were into it. And I would think, you know, a little team spirit, whatever. First game was okay. Then we saw BC beat NC State. BC was up a lot. NC State came back and BC held on. And then Vatek was blowing out Notre Dame the whole game. And Notre Dame just freaking came back and beat them. And then Carolina beat Syracuse. Now Carolina beat Miami, who had beaten them nine days before. So today we have UVA versus Clemson. And we have Duke UNC for the third time this year. And I'm pretty psyched about that. I think Bama won yesterday on a last-second shot, which they said might have clinched them a NCAA tournament bid, which I would love for Avery Johnson. I'd love them to get the bid. They're saying up to 10 teams can make it from the ACC. We shall see. It's going to be an interesting tournament. I think they said there's up to eight teams that they can win it. And I, tell, I highly recommend it, man. A lot of basketball. You can see a lot. It's just freaking awesome. I, it, was, it was spectacular. I had a blast. I had a freaking blast. And how about this? The Nets... Beat Charlotte last night, the last game of a five-game road trip, 125-111. Sorry about that. Over the Hornets. And they just, they have more wins this year than they had all last year. The 20, 21st win of the season, which isn't saying much. Hornets dropped to 28-38. But how about that? They are they were 3-16 and the last 19 games. Top last year's win total. Got double figures from uh, Karis LeVert, 32. 22. Rondé Hollis Jefferson had 18 points, 12 rebounds. Damari Carroll had 15. Jared Allen had 13. And Joe Harris had 11. But that's not the thing. They've already topped. And they, they so that they're 24 and 45. They still have 16 games left. I don't think they're going to win 30. But listen, it's an improvement over last season. 
And you know what? You're trying to get an up and up. We were talking about that, Ben and I, that we hope that Atkinson can survive because he is full throttle when he goes to play. Got to give props to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, the, the Knicks suck, but what the hell? I mean, that's all right. Yeah, and I would like to see... Oh, and LeBron has narrowed his choices down to four teams. Sixers, which have basically a younger version, but not, a, not, a, not as good a version yet of Ben Simmons who needs to develop a shot. The Cavs, the Rockets, and Lakers. I'm in suspense. I can't wait. It's freaking March 9th, and now we have to talk about where he's going to end up next season. Can we finish the season? Also, LeBron says he's playing the best basketball in his career. He's 15 years in the league, playing the best basketball career. Can we just get through today? Can we just get through today? And, and Moustakis could have signed a $17 million tender with the... KC Royals turn it down and he's going to get $6.5 million this year and the next year he's going to get $15 million a mutual option so he is basically yeah he lost a lot of fucking money if he would have taken the one year tender he thought he was going to get a deal I, I don't know what they say collusion whatever but listen Moustakis had a, one of his best his career year last year and yeah you know he, he had a really good year last year didn't he have home runs RBIs Moustakis last year had left less than half of his qualifying offer. How the, how the, hell, how the hell does that happen? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah. A one-year, I'm sorry, five, 5.5 million, 2.2 million in potential performance bonuses and a second year, yeah. He can max out at 22.7 when he could have had freaking $17 million. Less than half of the $17.4 million qualifying over even a career yeah career high home run total last year they said he hasn't lived up to the hype of his height of his breakout 2015 season his 30th birthday is coming up yeah this feels very low though yeah Uh, listen I, I, I don't get it oh there's a story about the wires secret pickup games I got to read that article. And I read an article, Stevie Francis, four years before he was playing in the NBA, he was basically a lookout and dealing crack. He said he's got a drinking problem, but he's not doing crack now. I remember seeing him play in colleges one year at Maryland. He destroyed UNC, destroyed him. And they're saying, what now, whatchamacallit, and, oh man, I'm blanking on, I'm blanking on names today. The, the, the T-Wolves, just picked up T-Wolves roster. They just picked up Derrick Rose. They said at 2080s, look at those knee injuries. Basically, he's on the way out. 2011 NBA, NBA MVP. They were on the way to winning a championship, and now they're thinking they're not even sure if he's going to be able to really help out the T-Wolves. It's crazy, man. You know, if he had had those knee injuries, who would have? what would have happened? Who knows? Oh, cool. I have a bloody nose. Oh, wonderful. Must have been all that uh that's that salt I snorted. Who knows? Yeah. Crazy. But isn't it amazing how an NBA career CB Francis was out of basketball at thirty one. Thirty one he was done. It's crazy. And the Giants picked up Ogletree for a couple of draft picks, and the new defensive coordinator was talking about the kind of guys he wants for his scheme. And they're saying Ogletree is the guy that's going to do that. And the Rams got Marcus Peters last week, and now they just picked up uh, Aqib Talib. I know Puma's going to be upset with that one. 
And it's kind of crazy. Today I was trying to meet with a Lithuanian laser, and they had a snow day, so we can't meet today. And then there's a guy named Rob who runs the place that I just trained out of him in Parsippany, and he played arena football. And he had a couple, he was supposed to have a trial with an NFL team, but he blew out his knee. And he talks sports all the time. So I want to sit down and talk to him about his career. And he has a lot of opinions about football. We were talking, he was talking about with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning knew about that the deal was going to, that Peyton, uh, that Papa John's was going to, two days before Papa John's was going to say they were getting out of the NFL as the main sponsor, which they signed up with Pizza for more money. He sold his franchises. And I was like, yeah, of course. All this happened. NFL does whatever they want. They're like, hey, you know what? We're in the bubble. We do whatever we want. We make things happen. If you, you know, it's, this ride can get a little bumpy. If not, you got to be careful. It could get a little bumpy up here. And I read some interesting stuff. This, yeah, I was going to do a show. What Knicks have lost five in a row now, the one in 13, the last 14 games. Oh, uh, Stephen Ross from the. from the line, uh, I'm sorry, from the Dolphins owner took back his statements about making, if guys kneel that, you know, he wouldn't, uh, you know, that, you know, he won't, he doesn't want anybody on his team that um, gets, that won't, won't stay for the national anthem. Said it was, is uh, misconstrued his statements. Yeah. And we'll see how that works. And Walking Dead was much better this week. Much better. Much, much better. We shall see how that works out. And I was reading interesting stuff about, you know, the some of the MLS, some of the fans that go to, the, like, the, the supporting groups, the, um, what, do you, what do you want to call them? The, yeah, the groups of fans that come to the games and do all their cheers and everything. They're having some problems with um, the ownership they think some of them are a little too rowdy, whatever. But it wasn't. What I read was uh, th- there's a group from Philadelphia. What, what I forget the Philadelphia teams called the MLS Philadelphia's teams called. But they do a lot of philanthropy philanthropy work because the team plays out of Chester. The, I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Union. And Kyle, uh, Corey Furlan is one of the founders of the Son of Ben Sons of Ben. He said, look, we're Philadelphia sports fans, loud, obnoxious, whatever, but the type of people who care deeply about our team also give their energy, care, and passion in other aspects of their life. We didn't just want to drop in a chest over 17 home games a year. We wanted to put down roots. He goes, I mean, players and coaches come and go, but we're the people who are going to be here forever. And that's true. You know what? They're the ones who are going to be here forever. And I, you know, hey, listen, you know what? The player, Sometimes teams do what's best for them, but I'll tell you, sometimes you should think of your goddamn, you know what? The players are going to come and go, but the fans are always going to be here, you know? I just found that very interesting and very true. Yeah, they're fans that act like assholes. Like, we went to the ACC game, and there was a guy two rows behind us with kids, and he was a Florida, and he was fuck F-bombing off like crazy. We kept looking back. I'm like, you got kids with you. And then a woman said something, hey, can you relax? And, and the one guy goes, yeah, why don't you get, off, get out of your goddamn phones all the time? These women were in their 60s and 70s. Really, dude? And he was shit-faced. At 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, he was lit, screaming at the refs and everything. I was like, dude. Take it down five, 15 notches. And you got two little kids here in their Florida State shirts. That's what I'm like. I'm like, you know what? I get riled up and I usually go sweep the leg eye of the tiger, but do you have to F-bomb like crazy with the kids there? And maybe I'm getting a little older, but I think there's something about, you know, you can be little, you can say what you want and be funny about it instead of being, you know, an obnoxious asshole. And the Mets think Dave Island says that uh, Familia was off last year, wasn't balancing the rubber. They think they've worked on the issues. 
He's been pretty good in the spring, in spring training. Think he'll be back to his 2016 self. We'll see how that works out. I'll tell you, I think Callaway Island, I think that's going to work out. And I read a thing about the Matra uh, Racing de Paris, which was a team in the 80s in, in France. And the owner back then invested $300 million back then. And one of the, they had enough to f- field two first teams and the guys weren't playing whatever. One of the players hated it there so much he paid his own transfer fee to get back to Germany, where he was from, and his team helped him, you know, reimburse him for some of it. But there was another player who did the same thing. And it's interesting, you know, one of the, one of the owners back then said, You've, you can have all the talent in the world, but the main thing is to invest wisely, not just buy a lot of talented players. The pieces off to fit together. That's what the Yankees did for all that time. You hear a lot of, t- you know, we get these all these superstars, but can they play together? You need those glue guys. You need those, you know, like Brocious. And he had Bernie Williams. I know Bernie, Bernie Williams back then with the Yankees was getting paid a lot of money, but he was more of a glue guy. And O'Neal. You had more like solid players. And, you know, once they started bringing A-Rod and all that, you try to bring in a superstar lineup. Like Aaron Judge, is he going to work out with Stanton? Stanton going to pay all that money. Now is Stanton a team guy? Stanton's never won. Yankees last year didn't expect anything, and they went, they went far last year. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how that's going to work out in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But those are interesting points to think about. You know, just because you pay all this money doesn't mean it's all going to work out. Right? And I like what Mike Florio says. Uh, he brought up a good point. I was listening to him on, on the radio. He said, Jets, even if they get Cousins, they're playing basically for second place until Brady retires. Because I don't think anybody's going to beat Brady until he retires. He feels that he, they could, this is, he said, if he was, if he was running, he said, and I, you know, just my opinion, but I agree. Bring back McCown and let him have, in, let him have input into the quarterback you're going to draft. And then he can work with him as a bridge. And by the, t- but listen, if you sign Cousins now, they brought up a good point. Sign Cousins to a five-year deal. Well, Brady's not retiring in the next two, three, four, five. You know, you're going to get him five years. Are they going to win anything in those five years? And by that time, he might be done and out of it. And then what are you doing? Listen, I feel like I'd rather them get a guy, bring McCown in, be a bridge guy, and go from there. I don't think Cousins is the answer. I know they got all this money. But as I was reading, too, this free agent class isn't the best class. And you see that they're already trading guys, whatever. Richard Sherman's going to get, he's got released today. He's getting released today. Uh, Bennett got traded to the Eagles. I heard that Earl Thomas is going to be gone, and now they're making it Russell Wilson's team in this with in Seattle. Uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. You know, yeah, we will see. And now uh, tweaked his ankle last night, the other night. Uh, Curry, so he is not going to play in the next over this weekend. They were, t- I think they're playing tomorrow. I forget if they're playing tomorrow night. And the Knicks the other night lost to the Blazers. And Neil Aquino made his first start alongside uh, Moutier. Beasley got benched, but, had, but played well in a six-man. But they ended up losing by freaking 24th. By 24. And Blazers, eighth straight win. The Rockets won last night, se- the other night. Seven straight wins for them. Unbelievable. Damian Lillard, what a beast. 37 points in 31 minutes. Eight three-pointers he made. Corey Lee wasn't at the game because he left because of the death of the family on Tuesday. Six points, two for seven. Moutier went one for nine with three points, six turnovers. On the three-game Western trip, Moutier is shooting three for 25. And after the game, Moody went to the locker room, from locker room to the weight room to clear his head a little bit. 
Hey, you know what? Not everybody's going to. Trey Burke went two for 12. <laughs> he went Moody, Nick Leakina, and Trey Burke shooting combined five for 28. <laughs> uh, Beasley had 16 points. I let Beasley be a sixth man. Who cares? Listen. Listen, they're 24 and 41. The Nets are now 21 and 45. Um, come on. It's kind of scary that, 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 that I know now, I know, know KP went out, but the Nets, could the Nets catch the Knicks this year? Same amount of wins? And, and, okay, and let's talk about the NFL draft. This is what I love about the NFL draft. Back when Parcells was heading to Dolphins scouting apartment, the team had a similar rise, a rise in 2009. Pat White. They thought the spread offense could become increasingly popular in the NFL and the Dolphins could expand the use of the Wildcat formation. He dominant all-star season and ended up being taken in the second round despite Miami. They already had Chad Pennington and Chad Henney. He was taken two picks before Pro, Bowl, Pro Bowler Connor Barwin, five picks before Pro Bowler Max Unger, and nine picks before LaShawn McCoy. And Pat White was a training, cup, training camp cut before his second season. Parcell, after that, decided to set the board before the combine and change it only if there are injury issues, arrests, or behavioral inconsistencies, inconsistencies that arise. Most good teams tend to lean in that direction as well. Look at my, Mike Mamula. He was a freaking combine beast, eagle bust. Also, how about the Jets? Are you listen to this one? A guy that could be available is Allen Robinson. Since 2003, wide receivers have tallied 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns in a season before turning 24. Randy Moss, OBJ, and soon-to-be free agent Allen Robinson. He came back to earth after that dominant 2015 season, posting 883 yards in 16, and he missed most, almost all last year with the 20 ACL. I'd love to have him. Yeah, so Alec Ogletree, Ogletree was... Uh, Giants gave a fourth and sixth rounder going to L.A., and they're going to send... The Giants are seventh rounder next year, but he's the guy they wanted. James Betcher delivered a clinic to the front office two weeks ago about the type of player he was looking for to run his schemes, and they got one. Hey, he was a first-round pick for the Rams out of Georgia in 2013. He's 26, been a starter since his rookie year. In five seasons, he's totaled 501 tackles, including 135 in 2016. He signed a four-year, $42 million extension with the Rams last year. Four years remaining on that contract with base salaries of $3 million in 2018 plus a $7 million roster bonus due March 16th, $4 million in 2019, $10 million in 2020, and $9 million in 2021. They'll get rid of him by then. Yeah, they'll probably say, okay, we've had enough. And Jerry Jones, nice going. Hey, easy come, easy go. Got to pay back the NFL $2 million. Get it done. It is done. Good. And I love what Carl Banks said about, you know, talking about the Giants free agents. One AFC personal execs this week said, you're not just buying the free agent, you're also buying the reason he's a free agent. Interesting point. Why is he Why is he being let go? And interesting, Clay Helton was on the Bull and Fox show in Cleveland on Wednesday, and, he, you know, he was talking about Sam Darnold. He said when Darnold first took over the starting job, you know, one of the great receivers there was Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, he said there's seven to seven drill. Sam and Juju hook up. Juju does a celebration right afterward, and Sam just went, walked up to him one on one, not in front of the whole team. And he said, "You know what? We don't need that. Let's focus on our job. Let's get this practice and really continue to focus." And he was like, "Wow, young kid, just went right up to him, and you know, hey, you know, everybody respected him." And also that uh, there was a story being done, and North Turner was there. Uh, and he stopped by USC, USC fall camp, camp practice, which is just ending. And Helton and Darnold coming off the field. The rest of the team went into dinner and get ready for meetings. 
Norv said to Donald, well, I don't want to hold you up. I know you got to go to dinner and meetings. And Donald said, Coach Helton's right here. As long as he's here, I'm good. He said, hey, I got some questions for you about Troy Aikman and Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. Listen, he wanted to get some tidbits, something he could, you know, and they're comparing him, you know, to young Tom Brady or Pitt. He only wants to get better. I like that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and a lot of teams, that's the thing. They're get, older guys, they don't want to pay them all that money. They don't, you know, they're in these big contracts. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what's interesting. We always talk about a guy signs a five-year, $100 million contract. But what is guaranteed? Because after what is guaranteed, the signing bonus, whatever, after that, it's really like a five-year, might be a $60 million contract. It's not a $100 million contract in the NFL. And they make these guys renegotiate their contracts or restructure their contracts. So you got to think, you know, that's why you got to get that money up front because they can get rid of you at any freaking time. Like that Ogletree deal. I gave you all those numbers. Doesn't mean shit. He's probably going he's, he's gonna to play this year. And if what, they'll cut him next year. Nope. Listen, it's a business. They're like, boom, get done. And I read a great freaking article on by Wright. I want to get his name right. Wright Thompson of ESPN on Itro, who just signed with the with the um, back with the Mariners. You know, he rents out a stadium. He rented out a stadium in Japan, and it's freezing there in Japan to practice. Like, and and he didn't have athletes around him. He had guys that shag balls and everything, just men and women. But he had a routine. Like, every he left his uh, hotel. 11.45 every morning, ate his meals at the same place. He's very disciplined and all that. And it was a fascinating story about him. He started training every day in the third grade and never stopped. Once during his career, he took a vacation, a trip to Milan that he hated. This past October, Marlins infield, D. Gordon, you know, said uh, he's heard the crack of a bat in the cage and found each row there getting in his daily swings. I really just hope he keeps playing, Gordon said, because I don't know, I don't want him to die. I believe he might die if he doesn't keep playing. He goes, what is each row going to do if he doesn't play baseball? <coughs> they, you know, they have a stories about him that he kept a custom uh, humidor case to keep all his bats moisture. On the minors, he'd swing the bat for 10 minutes every night before going to sleep. Wake up some mornings to swing alone in the dark from 1 to 4 a.m. He methodically stripped everything away from his life except baseball. Former first baseman Mike Sweeney, you know, got close to each row in Seattle. He tells about the, getting a call from an old teammate who'd had an off day in New York. He goes, you're not going to believe this, the guy began. He brought along his wife, and they walked through Central Park, thrilled to get together. You know, they were in New York, nice place. And he said, far from the distance at a sandlot field with an old backstop, it looked like it was, you know, from the 40s. They saw a guy playing long toss. The big leaguer did the quick math, figured the distance, distance stranger was throwing 300 feet on the fly. He walked close to the guy, hit balls into the backstop, the powerful shotgun blast of real contact, you know, that only a serious player would know. He became impressed, so he got even closer enough to see, and the man working out alone in Central Park was Ichiro. And he, I mean, just, <coughs> he's pretty goddamn amazing. He said he organized, Japanese newspapers said he organizes his life in five-minute blocks. He eats udon noodles or toasted bread. That's what he eats for years. He eats udon noodles or toasted bread. He likes the first slice toasted for two minutes, 30 seconds, and the second slice toasted for one minute, 30 seconds. He calculates the leftover heat in the toaster. For a while on the road, he only ate cheese pizzas from California Pizza Kitchen. They said D. Gordon said Ichiro even lint rolls the floor of his locker. He cleans and polishes his glove and keeps wipes in the dugout to keep give his shoes a once-over before taking the field. And listen to this. The Yankee Club of the Matter tells a story. When he arrived in 2012, he came with a serious matter to discuss. Someone had been in his locker. The clubhouse guy was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Miss, what's jewelry? What, did we miss something? No watch? 
He pointed at his bats. He said the spot was in, eight inches away. His bat had been moved. And the man, the guy was like, okay. You know, he said he'd accidentally bumped the bat while cleaning, putting in a clean uniform or spikes or something back in Ichiro's locker, which was, you know, that's one of his jobs. And Ichiro said, this can't happen. He was smiling but serious. And from that day forward, the Yankee staff didn't replace anything in his locker like they did for every other player on the team. They waited until he arrived and they handed him, what, handed him whatever he needed for the day. And he goes to the plate with a goal in mind. And if he accomplishes that goal, then he's at peace for a few innings. Since his minor league days in Japan, he has devised, devised an achievable, specific goal every day to get a boost of validation upon completion. 365 day, days a year, he's made over $160 million playing. His dad was relentless with him, like giving him a glove. Like it wasn't a, like this was a job. And there was a time he wanted to play with his friends and his father didn't want him. You know, he, he rebelled and he sat down on the diamond. He went to practice and his dad was throwing baseballs at him. And they asked him about his dad. He said it was a form of child abuse. And uh, his dad said, he, you know, that it was out of, you know, basically saying, you know, this is something that was a mutual thing. And he said his dad was a liar and he told him to take it out of the article. He didn't want that in the article, but he, he doesn't talk to his dad anymore. His dad is a shrine to him. And from when he was growing up, and he has no contact with the dad. He talks to the mom. He he's visited the Negro Hall of Fame, uh, in Negro Baseball Hall of Fame in KC. He goes to the Cooperstown all the time. He's going to donate all his stuff to Cooperstown. Is what you know? He is just a beast, man. Highly, I I respect him highly, highly, highly. I'm a big big fan of Ichiro. He busts his ass. He busts his freaking ass. Yes, he he's he's a tough son of a bitch. He yeah, took some great pictures in the snow. Took some good pictures of the game. We had a, you know, we had a good time. We had a good time at the game, man. You know, they're talking about how, uh, if you go back to 1946, they said, you know, there's 17 teams have actually had two picks in the top five. But in the last 25 years, just one team last 25, the 92 Colts had the first two picks. And that was the kid. They took the Etman. And then they took that linebacker. Yeah, they took the kid out of uh, Nebraska. The 92 NFL draft. I know it was Entman who had always had major knee injuries and never, well, they said he was, got a little help from, might have had a little help too. He was a big motherfucker, uh, NFL draft. But he blew, I remember he blew out his knee. When he played, he was phenomenal, but he kept on. Yeah, the 92 draft. They had the number one and number two pick. Yeah, they took, yep, they, I'm sorry. They took Etman number, uh, Etman number one, and they took Quinton Coriat, who had a pretty good career, but number two, number Sean Gilbert. That's that's the uncle of uh, Revis. Howard went four. Desmond Howard was not, didn't have a great pro career. Terrell Buckley had a solid career. Klingler went six. Oof. Troy Vincent had a solid career. Whitfield was a good player. Tommy Vardell, bust for Cleveland. Ray, Rob- Ray Roberts had a pretty good gear. Cersei, Pittsburgh, he had a solid career. Marco Coleman, defensive end. Oh. Eugene Chung, New England. I'm trying to look here. Johnny, Mi- oh, Johnny Mitchell. Yeah. Jesse McLaughlin, who passed away. He's no longer. Kevin Smith, Dallas, he had a solid career. Dana Hall, also a solid career. Tony Smith, Atlanta. Dale Carter had a pretty good. Vaughn Dunbar had a, had a good, very good. Alonzo Spellman. No, Alonzo Spellman was good, but not. Yeah, he had a solid. Chris Mims, I remember him. With the Chargers, Robert Jones with Dallas, East Carolina, Tommy Maddox, Robert Porsche, Detroit had a good, good. John Fee. Yeah, this is a good, you know, pretty good first round, man. Carl Pickens, yeah. We'll see what Cleveland does, man. We'll see what Cleveland does. 
Oh, I love what uh, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus said to Anthony Davis when he went down. He wasn't seriously injured. He said, if you, if, you can, if you won't go back and let me get your Achilles. My buddy Ben's wondering if he'll actually be able to do the work. And Woody Dermott, Durham, the voice of UNC Sports, died. They had a moment of silence. His son, man, I, I was, listen, his son was up there winning the award for him, but his son had baby got back let me tell you I never saw a man with that big an ass so he turned to the side I just was like holy shit man wow yeah kind of like I was like wow and NCA makes 1.1 billion in revenue for the first time ever in the 2017 fiscal year and they can't play pay athletes yeah sure yeah yeah let's just hold off on that stuff yeah yeah okay sure Vikings are the one uh, to get probably get Cousins are saying, Le'Veon Bell says he's not going to sit out. They're going to franchise tag him. He's going to take the tag. He wants a long-term deal. They're not going to give him a long-term deal. They should give him a long-term deal, but they're not going to do it. And that kind of sucks. Got a good picture with Gumbo Chef at the game. Took some good. Trey Young was named the Wayman Tisdale Freshman of the Year Award. Man, I... But they're, they lost eight of the last ten going to the tournament. That sucks. Oh, and J.J. Watt brought up about dressing about, you know, for players shouldn't be involved in real-world issues about, you know, Josh Rosen. They should choose between, you know, saying he should choose between being a humanitarian or a football player. He said, this is just dumb. He said, uh, J.J. Watt said, just as dumb as the shut up and dribble comment. Right or wrong, athletes are some of the most recognizable people in this country. That is an extremely powerful platform that so many use to do great things in their community. Why, who wouldn't want that? Agreed. Agreed. Totally agree on that front. Totally agree. Yeah, Bennett was traded to the for a fifth round pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. Yeah, you know what they said? He's kind of a head. He's got. He's kind of a head case, but they said they think he'll fit in with the team. We'll see how that works out. Michael Porter Jr. played and didn't play that great, but I don't think one game we're going to judge him on. He's going to be a high draft pick. And Ogletree had a brawl with the Giants in 2014 after a late hit on OBJ. I think. I think they'll get past it. AD confident Boogie will stay because I'll be involved. I want him here. Yeah. Oklahoma, we'll see. Lost in the Big Ten tournament. And they're also taking Earl Thomas offers for the Seahawks. Notre Dame should go, man. They should go to the freaking tourney. So I know Syracuse, 19 and 13. I don't know if they're going to get in. I don't know if that's going to happen. Steve Kerr believes player who leave college early for the NBA draft but go unpicked should be allowed by the NBA to return to school. We were talking about this. And uh, Gumbo Chef had talked about this. So, yeah, I think if you're unpicked, you should let your ass go back to college. Because you know what? Work on it. Get, yeah. He goes, and Steve Kerr said, we talk about amateurism and all this stuff. But if you're truly trying to do what's right for the kid and the kid declares for the draft and doesn't get drafted, you know what? Welcome him back. Do something good for the kids. I totally fucking agree. You don't get picked up. You should get, yeah, definitely agree. And Triple G, uh, G I, about Canelo tasting positive, terrible for the sport. I agree. Can, you know what, dude? I Bad meat. Are you fucking kid, kidding me? You like meat. Come, who says shit like that? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Darius, guys, this is bullshit, man. That is total bullshit. Raptors clinched a playoff spot the other night. DeMar DeRozan's playing good ball. But Ben, I said, Ben, what do you think? Any of the team, you think they'll uh, do what? He goes, no team from the East is going to win the, going to win the title. I said, I agree. Best teams in the West. 
best teams in the West. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you. And uh, Itro said that he once listened to the same song for a month or so. Man, I listen to the same song to write my screenplay, dude. Listen, we all uh, I listen to the same song every time I did the goddamn. When I when I I wrote my uh, script, and after a while you just do it, man. It's just something you know you you keep on trucking, man. There's a lot of snow, a lot of snow. Yeah, I took some video. I was driving the car. I said that's probably not the best thing in the world to do. <laughs> and Draymond Green thinks Anthony Davis could edge James Harden for MVP. AD is putting them boys on his back. Listen, he's playing good ball, man. Yeah, inappropriate comments, yeah. A lot of things. Yeah, Porter had uh, 12 points, 5 of 17 shooting. Missouri lost to Georgia yesterday, 62-60. And AD avoided a major ankle injury his day-to-day, which is good, because but doubtful for Friday because if they don't have him. And Syndergaard yesterday struck out seven straight batters during spring training game yesterday. Again, I'm more concerned about the regular season. Let's see how that works out. A keep to leave five-time All-Star for a fifth-round pick from the Broncos. Rams, man. Rams are playing to win. Yeah, Bell's career average, Le'Veon Bell averaging 128.9 yards from scrimmage per game is a modern NFL record for a player's first five season. I don't know why they think he's not. I don't know what. what pay the guy. Yeah. Steph won't play Saturday versus Spurs after tweaking his right ankle in first quarter yesterday. Okay. Need him for the playoffs. And yesterday, the Celtics clinched a playoff spot with a 117-109 win over the T-Wolves. Kyrie Irving, 23 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. And Moustak, I can't believe that deal. I just can't believe that. That's crazy. Crazy. 5.5 million. Oh, and uh, Michael Smith, Jamel Hill gone. Now Michael Smith is gone. Yeah, I, I, I like Jamel Hill. I was never a Michael Smith fan. He's gone. Goodbye. And uh, Michaela Schifrin won their second straight overall World Cup title at Giant Slalom Race today. I'm okay with it. Took a lot of shitty pictures. Yeah, my camera went off in my pocket. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, who asked, who asked stupid questions like that, dude? All right. We are done. I wanted to get that podcast in. If you get a chance, always go go see uh, basketball. Go see. It is awesome, dude. It is awesome to watch. There was a time when the next big thing in food was... Awesome. We have technical difficulty. I, you know, I keep saying I'm going to put this song on my goddamn phone and I keep forgetting. that love my phone's going crazy today it's not working what is going on today my watch oh my watch is rebooting what a shock all right last show's trivia question relievers with 30 saves at the age of 40 Bernardo Rondi had at 39 last year with the D-backs. Then you have 
Dennis Eckersley, Marion Rivera, and Trevor Hoffman. And Doug Jones. So there have been five. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. He was 39 last year. So he could be... Fernando Rodney could become the fifth. But the four are Dennis Eckersley, Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, and Doug Jones. Today's trivia question. Longest active streak with a winning record. Longest active streak in Major League Baseball with a winning record. Longest active streak with a winning record in Major League Baseball. Are the Knicks playing tonight? I need to check right now. All right, let me see. The Knicks. The shitty ass. Yes, they're playing at Milwaukee tonight. Keep losing. I want the Nets to catch you. I know Lithuanian laser. Barely ahead of the Nets. 24 to 21. What a shitty year for local teams. Ugly. Now, I picked... I picked the you know did is it on here? Yeah. Actually, we don't have it on here. I picked I picked I said forty one and forty one this year, and he really didn't give me a true. It's got to be on one of the shows. We 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 went against each other to pick the Knicks total. Doesn't matter. All right, folks, that's all I got for today. Enjoy the snow, and we're supposed to get in ten to twelve more on Sunday or Monday. Enough already, Darius Geis. Don't listen to that shit, Becky Hammond. You deserve to be a head coach. That's all I got to say. Oh, and uh, happy belated International Women's Day. Oh, and I'm going to go see uh, Red Sparrow, I think, this weekend. Peace out.